Content warnings can be found in the description. Last time on Operation Redline. She must not be made to escape. Eliminate her, no matter the means. And he looks at you in desperation as you pull out your gun and just uh, end it. Was that necessary? He didn't see anything. He heard it. Fair. And then goes and grabs the other body. Attention guests. Attention guests. There has been a gas leak in the West Wing Hall. The West Wing has now been closed. Repeat, West Wing Hall has been closed. You blast through him. His vest explodes. He gets riddled with bullets right as you just get lit in your chest, just all the way up, ringing up from chest high. Mouse falls to the catwalk. I see the lives in me and I see the light. You kind of like jump over Mouse's body as Cigar Man like turns and pulls out the M16 and points it at the body pillow and you get right behind him and are now in the stairwell going down. Austin, you have an insurgent character. I have three. So on emergency insertion, if your character dies, you have a fresh character, which we already have ready. When you're ready to deploy, jump into the fray and roll a 2d6. He got a five. If you get a six... (laughs) <laughs> if you get a six or less, you deploy the deployment goes wrong somehow. Seven to nine, deploy normally. Ten or above, deploy with an extra item. Double sixes, add three to your first roll. Um, so your deployment goes wrong somehow. I like to imagine you guys have like a, a heartbeat sensor, you click the button, and an alert has gone out. So somebody is coming back for recon, but it is going to take a minute. It's not gonna happen immediately. As Sandman, you are bolting down these stairs. You hear the sounds of clicking happening. You're not sure if he's following. He's still at the top. And you burst down the stairs into the ground floor where you can hear everyone pretty much screaming and frantically running out. And there's a big wave of people like piling out to the exits. When you can see through the crowd, one of the guys in bullet armor kind of surveying the spot and running towards these stairs as a security contractor is kind of heading in your direction. So I'm close to a pretty tall wall, like there's a ceiling next to me, right? Yeah. Is he going to see me if I try just try to climb the wall? Um, would you like a reflexive roll to see if he notices how well you climb up? Um, yeah. Because he is heading to the catwalk, but there is a lot of people. So I think a roll, this is risky. Yeah. That's five and a three for eight plus one. If I re-roll this and I get a one, that would bring it up to a seven. So I'm just going to re-roll that. Okay. Fuck. Three again. All right. That's a nine. I'll say you're clambering up this wall, but as you get to like a good vantage foothold spot, like your, your kunai fall out of your bag or wherever you host them attached to you, and they fall down um, into the crowd of people below as you see the security contractor start rushing up the stairs. I'm going to take off the Joker mask, put that in the bag, put on a pair of sunglasses and try to get to the uh, yellow convertible without being seen. Okay. You hop down, start walking or kind of like running with the crowd with your glasses on into the car show area, coming out of the ticket spot to where um, you see that the man with the Corvette is kind of off to the side talking with security 
yelling something about check the cameras and they're like we don't have cameras inside and he's like what kind of bullshit is this as you see the corvette like parked waiting for you and you actually see what does your second character look like mouse it is going to be a fairly large man with like a clean almost clean shaven but a little bit of stubble there in a nice stupid hat it looks like a uh paper boy's cap so the way that you see him is as you go out into these groups of people and people are funneling around, you hear a large slamming sound as what is your new character's name? Spielberg. Okay. So what this actually looks like um, as Spielberg was trying to gain entry quickly to help you out, there was a lot of heat outside and what they decided to do was to steal one of the black unmarked vans that were outside. And this gate by the bellhop slams open as Spielberg comes blasting into this crowded area, driving the black unmarked van. The window rolls down as there's like a puff of smoke that exits through the window. Hey, you the Sandman? Sandy's eyes snap. As you yell this, you can actually see the cigar man step around the corner as you guys are in the center of this hall and the van is like swung to the side perfectly um, where the sliding door is facing you, Sandman. <laughs> Sandy sprints into the van. <laughs> Sandman, take the wheel. Oh, shit. Yep. Spielberg is going to get up and go to where the open door is. I take the seat and I slam on the gas. As you get into the seat and he, Cigar Man sees this, he breaks off into a Terminator-style run on the opposite end of the car show hall. Spielberg pulls out his illegally modified LMG. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Whipping it down this hallway towards him from the open sliding door of the van. Okay. Oh um, my god. <laughs> give me a forceful roll. A forceful roll? Yes. As you posture up and hold this LMG and start firing, you see him pull out what looks like a, a kind of like a frag grenade, but it's like uh, illuminated in light blue as he kind of rears it back. Yeah, I got a six. What's your forceful? Zero. Oh my God. Oh goodness. His, yeah. His stats is plus one creative and minus three tactical. <laughs> that makes fucking sense. Um, so what happens is, yeah, Sandman, you, you like, wheel it around a little too fast as Spielberg starts unloading bullets towards the cigar man and bullets are just honestly ripping through everyone else running through this uh, car show trying to evacuate as the black van like does a big skin mark through the center and uh, you slam into the side of the, the yellow Corvette and the guy turns and looks and throws his hands up. You guys start busting towards this door when an explosion happens behind you that rocks the van and the back door is blown off, but you guys don't take any damage from it. The back door of this is just now wide open as you guys come down the now busted open hangar bay as the bellhop is like looking at it trying to see if he can fix it. And you guys scream past him and he jumps out of the way behind one of the kiosks. And you guys go down the ramp into the outside. You guys wrap out onto the driveway that goes around the expo center. You guys are in the back area um, towards one of the main roads that come in. I know how we said there was like one gate, right? But so this road wraps around the 
opposite side that you guys came in and still goes to that singular gate entrance. Still surrounded by chain link barbed wire fence that wraps around this road as you guys burst out into the street. Hey, uh, Sandman, you got a way out? Sandman turns and sees uh, Spielberg not even looking at him as he starts to sign and then just turns back and hits the gas as he tries to drive away. So are you trying to get to the, to the main guard entrance? Or are you trying to lose and lay low within these buildings on the back half? Are you looking for a spot to like break through a fence? What are you trying to do? I think I'm trying to look for a spot to break through the fence. Yeah, I'll say as you're going around the outside of these kind of a, like not abandoned, but empty lot of horse stables and parking spots for big trailers, you notice that the highway on the outside, the expressway that comes nearby actually dips down to ground level for a second and in one specific spot where they're at the same level, just separated by this fence. But the other side of the highway does have bustling cars coming and going. I'm going to pull what's called an epic maneuver. Sandy goes up, slams into where he thinks is the weakest part of the fence. I think that would be like in between some poles. Okay. And then tries to drift the car onto the highway in the direction of traffic and just slams the gas. So I'm going to ask for a tactical role here. This is as tactical? You're, as you're operating machinery or vehicles in a precise way. You know what? Before we roll, is it too late for me to roll precognition? Um, I think you just announced it at any point, right? Okay, I want to roll precognition right now. So can you read it to me? What does that do? One's permission before you roll the dice to do something risky. Uh, never mind, because I'm not really doing something risky. Sandman is. I think it's your team, though, isn't it? Or is it just you? It says you. It looks like it's just him. And then the next time that he rolls the dice... I can continue to play as normal or be like, nah, that was a possible future. I think with only two players, I think I would allow this because this is only one's permission, right? Yeah. I think this is you like shouting off in a direction saying, hey, you could try this. And you're like monologuing to yourself, like what would happen? Mm-hmm. And then if it's good, you say it'll work. And then if it doesn't work, say, ooh, but this could happen. And then you go back and maybe change oh your plans or do it anyways. He's just got the Sherlock Holmes voiceover. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> Sherlock Holmes voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> that works so well for the fucking movie director too. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Got it, using precognition. So what I think you can do here is you can go through that gate and... So I'm going to re-roll the one. Okay. A one for a four. Fuck. So what you could do is... You burst through the fence catching one side that's just cemented in. It's heavily reinforced. This thing is into the ground and meant to last. As one of them buckles because maybe it's eroded away and hasn't done maintenance. So the the van goes into like a tailspin, spinning sideways uh, into oncoming traffic, and you hit the uh, highway as just a giant semi-truck is now barreling in a direction and slams into the back half. So what you can do is we can go through this gate (laughs) and uh, try to hit the freeway. Oh, fuck. But what if you hit like some cement thing and a fucking semi just fucking plows the shit out of this? And I'm in the back. I could go fucking fly. You know what? Let's not do that shit. Uh, you got another way out? <laughs> That's so fucking good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I can, see, I can see the movie thing of just like the, the van like rolling over before. Uh, 
Semi like slams into it. Like and the camera that. cuts back to his face, just sitting there thinking and talking to himself. As Sandman's like, "What the fuck? I can't communicate with you. You're not he's looking Sandman at me." Turns around and looks back at him, and then looks straight forward and continues around the curve. And Sandy's gonna try to head back to the main gate. Okay. So as you're wrapping around this, and you come back to one of the roads that lead back to the uh, parking lot main side of the expo center. You can see multiple black vans kind of scurrying in, and actually a few of them are blocking this gate. There are like two vans sitting off in the gate at the distance, a long pile of cars as people try to leave. There are five people at the gate dressed in all black suits, white undershirt, black tie, black sunglasses, uh, shaved heads, standing there at the gates, just not letting anyone through. And you can see this from a distance. Okay, we're just going to find uh some place to get through the fence. That's uh You sure? I think we can do this. If I don't uh if I don't see anyone following us, Sandy stops the car for a moment, unbuckles, taps uh You wearing your seatbelt. I love it. Yeah. Oh, not not going through the doors, but as soon as I was able to, slaps slams it in there. Uh taps Spielberg on the leg. Yeah. I kind of stood up with the modified LMG just kind of cradled in my arms like a baby. And he signs, I don't even know Spielberg, no sign language. Do you think we can make it out the front or can we jump over the fence here? I think Spielberg has a set of glasses on that translates sign language into spoken word that just comes on through a really shitty AI voice speaker uh, that narrates what you say to him. In a different like it's like it's like Cortana. It's really bad. Do you think it's best for going through the front, or should we climb over the fence here? Uh, if we go over the fence here, we're gonna be without a car. From my movie experience, I'm thinking we could go through the front gate and keep the wheels, kind of fall into this van. But uh, if we just hop out into the street, we're on foot. How far away is, like, this section of the fence from, like, the rest of the city, I guess? Um, It's probably, that's like a half a mile road that bends around and then connects to the highway. Oof. Hey, uh, Sandman, is it? I think that's right. That's what I've been saying, at least. Um, I think we might as well try to get on down there. I'm skeptical, but okay. Trust me, everything always works out. I got this. All right, Sandman will buckle back in, crack their neck, and step on the gas. As you guys are driving up, would you, like, try to wait in line, skip the line? Because there's a long line of cars, right? And you can see that these unmarked black vans, people are piling out of them going inside of the expo center. Probably three vans with three people inside, each going into uh, different lobbies into the expo center, but the same five are outside with one vehicle parked next to them. How are you approaching this? What does it look like? I think the issue is that we're in the black van. So Sandy looks back. We're going to try to just plow on through. Up to you. How many cars are there in front of the line? Is there like any wiggle room to get a van through? They're pretty much bumper to bumper in one lane outgoing, probably 20 cars long, uh, but the incoming line is empty. Take the incoming line. Just trust me on this, boy. Sandy turns back and steps on the gas, heading for the empty incoming road. 
Okay, so you guys wrap around and go into the incoming line of people that would be coming into this crazy hellhole, but aren't currently because uh, the show already started. As you guys are driving down this incoming line, you can see that two of the men dressed in all black suits kind of look your direction curiously as you're approaching. And you can actually hear the sound of a really shitty engine popping and revving as um, Spielberg, are you still in the back? Yeah, I'm in the back. I like to think that at this point, I'm not like laying down. I'm kind of like hanging on to like a little oh shit handle up there. Okay. Because I'm looking forward out the front window. Okay. So you can hear this sound and maybe you turn around, right? And you look through these two busted doors that the back is now blown open. Um, and you can see clear as day, the very shitty dune buggy come like screaming around the corner of the Southwing Sea on the far side. And you can see Cigar Man driving it with one hand haphazardly like up onto the, the trigger of this M60 machine gun. And you can see his eyes just like blood red from this distance, right? But as he's coming around, he makes it past the lobby and one of the black vans that were out in the front T-bones him into the side and sends him going off into the bushes as multiple men get out of this van, walk over there and you hear gunfire happen. And then the black men get back into their van and drive back to one of the lobbies. Fuck yeah. Hauling ass. So what's your intent with this? I'll ask that. I think we're going to smash through the um, little plastic arm that they have (sighs) how do i want to do this yeah so you guys come uh, screaming down this right and as you get closer and show no intent to stop you see a few of them fire a few pot shots like off into the front of the van uh cracking the front windshield and a second bullet makes it just splinter and come raining shit all wrong cut i'm using director once permission you may firmly announce cut the camera pulls back, revealing a set, and you may give directions to the other characters and NPCs if they were actors in a movie. When ready to play again, say action, and start from the beginning of the scene or fight. Essentially, rewinding time, allowing characters to make different decisions and roles. Alright, so you yell cut, and Sandman hits the brakes, and the van stops, and you see one of the goons throw up their arms and say, What the fuck, man? Uh, I thought that was good. Ah, what? Okay, okay, so what you're going to do is you, uh, goon number one, you're going to point the gun at goon number two, and goon number two, you're going to point the gun at goon number one, and uh, you're going to fire. And we just going to come straight on through this shit. <laughs> Does this fucking allow you to do this? <laughs> what the fuck? You see him shrug and like pull out the script. Goon number one pulls out the script out of his pocket and reads over it and uh, says, oh, fuck, I must have an outdated copy. And goon number two goes, oh, yeah, it does say we, we I was following your lead. It does. It does say we shoot each other. And he goes, why did nobody give me a fucking updated script? OK, whatever. You know how All expensive right. it is to print updated scripts. But yeah, goon yeah, fuck two. it, whatever, whatever. And they uh, they go back to their posts and uh look back at you guys puzzlingly okay, uh, i guess as okay. sandman like puts it in reverse and drives backwards so then the dune buggy comes out again gets slammed by the back black van people pour out gunshots rain and you guys uh turn and keep driving as the two goons look surprised at you and um and then uh one of them look a little concerned and then pull out the gun and aim it at the other goon as the other gun re- goon reciprocates and uh they blast each other's heads uh wide open (laughs) as they both fall to the ground and you drive through their bodies um approaching the gate where the other three goons look very 
very alarmed and dive out of the way um, towards the direction of their van as you bust through this arm and out onto the street. <laughs> this is going to be the stupidest fucking ability. But now you have a black van. Uh, you can you can see looking out the back, a black van also comes screaming down this uh, probably 30 yards away trying to catch up to you. 30 30 yards all right yeah sandy's gonna roll down the window take out his silenced pistol actually fuck the window i got a hole in the back he's just gonna turn around and fire through the back of the van trying to hit one of the wheels would you say this is risky i think you could do that what degree uh give me just a d6 roll okay it's a d6 let's do the easy to read one it's been rolling shit for me but for a natural six okay so what happens is as you're driving you pull back this pistol and aim it and um spielberg you can just see like over your shoulder like sandman rested on your shoulder uh to get leverage while also going around a bend driving without looking at the road fires one shot as this van has now picked up speed blowing the front left tire the tire collapses this van turns and then the momentum carries forward and it rolls probably five, six, seven times, and then slams into a tree exploding as uh, you guys drive off down the road and see in the distance like a, a helicopter heading towards the Expo Center and probably a few more like news uh, copters coming in as well as you guys are driving this shitty van out and towards the freeway. Sandy parks the car, looks at like the smoking front of it, looks back to uh, Spielberg, undoes the seatbelt and gets out of the car. Hey, you're taking me walking, eh? Spielberg hops out of the back of the van that is just non-existent anymore. Sandy takes out his phone, hails a cab, and then shows the cabbie the address for the place they're staying. Oh, hey, uh, where's your buddy? You got a, you got a new thing going on? Is this your, your new plus one? Well, oh, buddy, he uh, found himself one of them waifus, so uh, he ain't going to be coming home with us tonight. Mm. Bar Mitzvah. You see Ben uh, look puzzlingly and say, uh, yeah, I, I guess if he's hungry and out to get food, you brought a friend uh, and looking like checking the notes of the ASL book. It says, uh, <laughs> is his birthday? Oh, birthday parties. That where you're going? What's with all the choppers? What's going on? Sandy just nods and gets into the cab. I get on in, patting his shoulder. It's all right, kid. Just drive. All right, sounds sounds good. Uh, the name's the name's Ben Bendover. Uh, it's good to meet you. Uh, <laughs> what's so funny? You just seem like a nice guy, Ben. Over. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's that's sweet. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll see you around. Uh, ooh, can't wait to hear the stories from you. And uh, yeah, he drives and drops you guys back off at your apartment. As he's dropping us off, I uh. Talk to him through the front window as I'm out, out of the car. We'll see you later, Bendova. Oh, hey, did you, by chance, do they... I'm, I'm getting off my shift. Uh, I still really want that dog. Sandy just turns and walks away. Okay, I'm going to go check it out, see if they haven't. It's late, but maybe I'll catch one loading them back into their puppy vans. <laughs> okay, see you guys. And uh, he drives off. Uh, 
Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday, Saturday, whatever day it is for you. I just wanted to catch you guys up on a few things. One, we're going to be releasing on Fridays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So all new episodes for playtests, side games that we're running, they're going to come out about that time. Also, if you want your game played and reviewed, it's in the playtesting stages. Your TTRPG is about ready to come out. You want somebody to stick a little grubby paws on it. You can email us at wnhcontact at gmail.com. You can see that down in the description as well. Uh, but thank you for checking out this far and feel free to share it with friends if you think, you know, we vibe and we're, we're jiggy like that. Hope you enjoy the rest of this. So you guys arrive back at the apartment. What are you guys doing now that it's Spielberg and Sandman? What does this look like? Well, Sandman has immediately gone out and bought as much spice and uh, hot sauce as he could find. And it is now filling the one cabinet pantry that still exists on a wall on the bottom floor. I think as arriving, Spielberg would immediately notice gunk and funk downstairs, overjoyed at all the fucking shit food options. Probably going to become a really good customer if he would fully pay for stuff half the time <laughs> sandy will go over to the area that used to be mouses just grab everything of mouses i don't know how much he would would have put about around his room probably not a whole lot in all honesty does it pick up a tub of antacids and uh a bunch of dog tags just scoop into a trash can and then motions to the room Spielberg moving all of his shit in slowly, box by box by box oh by box. God. And Sandy silently plots killing this one too, so he can just get all this shit <laughs> out of here. So we'll say, like, probably three or four days go by, right? You guys haven't heard any message about your reward. You guys haven't been contacted by anything. When you guys can hear a knock at the door, three taps, a long pause, and then three more taps. Sandy goes and looks through the peephole. There is nobody there, but you see a, we'll say, a varying size of a box sitting outside. Just a really crappy, somewhat soggy cardboard box sitting outside of your door. How big that box is, we will find out in just a second, as I want you to roll 1d6 for me. Six! Did you get a six? Six, baby! <laughs> Holy shit. So... This is like a refrigerator box that has been wedged up against the door, like blocking your door and the other door. If your doors were pushed out instead of pull in, you would not be able to get out. <laughs> um, you have a giant refrigerator box sitting in this hallway. Sandy goes inside and gets a crowbar and just pries the front off of it. Spielberg is watching like a child on Christmas. <laughs> I'd say it easily rips as this giant box is super soggy. And at the at the bottom, as you're trying to open it, you can see like, two giant handprints that are just massive like this person is is a hulking goliath for their palms to be almost as wide as the box as you pop and open so i want you to roll 2d6 Ooh, okay lucky dice here do we want to specify which one is first is this a d66 roll yes yes you need to know here which one is first one percent one at a time two and this is going to be a six. Watch this shit. Two. 22. So you find a giant whip wrapped around the edge of this box. So Gello, give me a 2d6 roll. Fancy dice is first. 
That's a 44. It doesn't matter. And that whip is wrapped around just this giant brass spear. Ooh. Austin, give me one more. One more for the love of weapons. Is that a four? Yeah, it's a four. Okay. First one's a four. And a three, I think. Let me bring it closer. Yep. As you lift up that spear with the whip around it, you find a giant um, sword that seems to be from like a Renaissance era. Gello, give me another one. 53. 53. So as you guys pull all that out, you notice there's like another, this, there's a large flat um, piece of cardboard that's separating the top half from the bottom half. And as you pull this off, there is quite literally a belt-fed heavy machine gun at the bottom of this refrigerator box with two more boxes uh, kind of separated on the other side. Sandy will take the first couple of weapons, toss them to the side, and just drag that one out of the box. Austin, give me another one. I don't really blame you for that one. Is that a six? I think so. Oh These my dice God. fucking suck. Not a six. It's a six. Yeah, it's a six. Let's get another six, now, baby. Let's six. get another six, baby. No, you, you know don't what? want another. Kiss please. Kiss never good luck. Go. Please. Here we go. Please, not another six. I... Oh, oh my god! It's <laughs> a 66? 66! Are you shitting me? Right, what do we Woo! get, Trevor? <sighs> well, we on, get. Let me take a fucking drink. Do I get a fucking lightsaber? <laughs> so, you find another section, right? There's two more boxes here inside of this refrigerator box. And you pull it out, and it seems kind of compact and tiny, which is surprising you just pull out a machine gun. So, you're maybe thinking it's like, uh, I don't know, like a little machine pistol or something like that. Um, and you pick it out and it's actually like inside of a nicely wrapped uh, chrome exterior box that you kind of have to like pop open as it has a lock on it. And you bust the lock and pop it open. And inside you see a device that is folded over on itself eight times. And you start unfolding this and taking it apart and, and, and bringing it together. Um, and as you do, you see one button um, near where the am, uh, where rounds would usually be loaded into it. And you click this button and it starts humming and just neon RGB gamer lights start shooting around this thing. And you hear Tetris music just start blasting, just fucking old, old arcade pop start, <laughs> like, like start pumping as this thing boots up. And then um, an ammo count that shows it overcharges um, has a little bar as a HUD display. And you guys have a foo bar blaster, a fucked up beyond all repair blaster that does 3d6 damage <laughs> yeah i pocket that shit immediately like that goes in my breast pocket all right uh gello give me another one uh so if i got 53 again what does that mean uh you find another heavy machine gun in here jesus christ uh sandy will take the whip and just like thread it as like a belt around his waist and then look at the spear and sword and just like toss those in a corner of the room and then grab the two belt fed machine guns and kind of set them up so that it's right next to uh, his bed pointed at one of the doors. Hey, I was thinking the same thing. Pretty good fucking idea. And so Spielberg has the, the foobar blaster. Yeah. This one's on me. You guys are going to have some downtime. I'd say probably a month or two. What do you guys want to do in your free time for the next two months? 
I like to think most of the time Spielberg is sitting down watching a bunch of indie films, watching a shit ton of random ass TV and movies. I will say for Sandman, growing up and living your life and reaching whatever age you're at, you have probably never seen or heard of indie films in your life. All you've seen is big, like giant theatrical, like massive productions constantly. You have never seen any bad movies for the past probably three four hundred years there have there has not been one below 90 percent rotten tomato score movie that ever came out (laughs) and so you will see spielberg like come out into the living room with like thumb drives just just bat like a duffel bag of thumb drives and plop them into the side of this like tv panel that's on the side of the wall um and to like one of the USB spots on it. Maybe you guys had to get a TV that has that since maybe at this time TVs don't really have USB insertions anymore. Um, and he would put them on. And these are pretty shitty movies compared to your standards. I think uh, Sandy will, every time one of them comes on, he just goes over, quietly sits down on the couch, watches it until it's over, and then wordlessly gets up and walks back to do whatever he was doing before. I'd like to think that while we're sitting there watching the movie, Spielberg is fucking obnoxious. He's laughing like, (laughs) this is the best part right here. Hey, you got to fucking watch this. (laughs) As I'm grabbing and pulling fucking Sandman to face the TV more. He doesn't resist as he's kind of like jostled around. He's holding like a mostly take it apart gun that he's cleaning as he's just deadpan looking at the screen. The two months pass as just movie after movie comes onto the TV screen. And you guys hear like a very quick knocking at the door and like kind of labored breathing as you can very easily tell that this is your landlord coming and in the middle of one of your kind of uh, space ripoff movies that is on the screen. Spielberg gets on up and goes to like pretty much waddles over to the front door and looks through the people. Who is it? When you look through the peephole, you see your landlord and favorite chef for Spielberg, Gerard. I pop open the door a little bit and stick my head through. Hey, is my order finally ready? Hey, uh, you've, yeah. Oh, you're, sorry, I can't, your accent's very, your accent's very thick. What, what was that? <laughs> hey, I said, is my order ready yet? I haven't waited up here for a while. I kind of forgot that oh. I ordered and came back up. Oh my, oh, oh my, I, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, and he just takes off like running down the hall um, and comes back probably five more minutes and maybe you're waiting for him. Oh, I'm sitting there with back. my head out the door still. <laughs> <laughs> so you see him like rushing out of the elevator, coming come down the hallway, just carrying bags and bags of food. Just probably like like eight to-go boxes and bags. As he shows <laughs> up, says, oh, yeah, of course. Here, uh, Totally, uh, yeah, uh, you know what the chefs, they want to make yours right, so it takes a little extra time. Hey, yeah. I appreciate you. Any, any time for my favorite <laughs> customer. Oh, man. Um, Fucking love this since, guy. Oh, oh, man, fantastic. Uh, your weird buddy, he's still making a lot of... Uh, I've heard complaints that um, your neighbor on the other side of the wall is hearing, uh, and he like pulls out like a, a piece of folded up paper from his pocket, like a notepad, and uh, says... And they said, excuse my language again for you and your company. I would I would never want to curse, but uh, uh, really shitty beard, B-tiered movies, uh, something about aliens, tentacles, and cowboys. Um, 
I just had to say something. It's part of, you know, it's the it's the job, but you're fine. But uh, tell your roommate to please keep it down. He's he's really loud. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I, I hear that too. I'm gonna tell him to turn that shit on down. But um, you like movies? As like space lasers are coming off in the living room, and he goes, do, 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 oh, do. I, I love movies. Yeah, I just watched I Star got... Wars episode 37 the last week with my kids. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. It's all about Bob Wars. I, I've i never heard of that one. It's the secret sequel to Cheers. Have you not seen it? I can't say that I have. Abby, right the fuck back. I slammed the door in his face. A few moments later, I come back with a USB drive. Hey, don't tell nobody I gave you this, okay? Uh, okay, uh, what, what is this? It's a movie. What do I, okay, yeah, yeah, th thank you. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Better bring that uh, shit back. Get, yeah, I'll I'll bring it back. You guys have a good night. Hey, you too. And we'll say some time goes by. And uh, where do you guys eat at now? What do you guys do in your free time? Give me a description of something. What does Sandman do in his free time? Uh, Sandy definitely goes down to eat at a uh, Tex-Mex place a lot. Um, That's a little bit further down the street. Alone? Um. I mean, he, he walks there at the same time every day. He doesn't try to lose uh, Spielberg if he follows him. Okay. I, I like to imagine the scene you guys are like walking down the sidewalk and Spielberg's just yelling off about some random movie. As uh, you get bumped, like uh, you shoulder check with somebody um, and kind of get throttled to the side for a second and maybe like whip around to see who it was. But whoever it was, like um, as they are walking away, you see like a very gray aura. So, so to clarify, I'm going to, for normal people and people that don't stand out, I think I'm not going to describe auras to you anymore for people that don't, that you just, it's just normal color waves, right? Like you see it all the time. Um, but this person is like a, a very muddy brown mixed with steel gray as the two colors like pulse against each other in a very rhythmic and precise movement as this person flips their hood on and starts to walk away when you notice you have something in your hoodie pocket. Or you don't wear a hoodie, right? You wear... What do you wear? A turtleneck. Again? I will say Sandy does have, like, a muscle memory where if someone bumps into him, he attempts to, like, pickpocket them. Okay. Yeah. So you do that, and so as you get shoulder-checked and see this person walking away and, like, flip a hood over their head um, as they're walking off into the crowd and very quickly get lost among them, you look down in your hand and um, see, you can see a, um, you can see a pocket knife with kind of the embroidering of a knight on a shield etched into the metal bands that have, like, gaps in between them on, on the hilt. And as you see this, maybe you go to put it in your, your little satchel bag, like your satchel that you have on you. And as you do, you notice inside of it to be a thumb drive. He'll pocket it and just not say anything about it until after dinner. So you guys have dinner. You guys have a, a very delicious Tex-Mex and uh, go back to your apartment with this thumb drive still kind of pondering your mind. As soon as we get back, Sandman says... uh my turn and then plugs the usb into the tv oh shit movie night yeah so you plug in this thumb drive and turn it on and you can see um a small image of little tiny comets kind of going through the sky and then dissipating into heat 
and the star kind of like wave up and go in an arch and then stop in the middle of the screen and get big and start to fall away. Oh shit. Is this the rarest movie out there? The original theater screening of Star Wars Episode 4? Sandman. Is it? I've been looking for this shit. Sandman's just watching the screen. So you see quickly like some static and then you see a small oak desk on top of like a raised platform with a red backdrop behind it and a a giant knight on a shield embroidered into this like kind of like drape that comes down from behind. And you hear some shuffling as you can presume that whoever's recording this is like also now walking around and you see a woman step out with gray dreads and she's carrying some like notes and some manila folders and she sits down and this chair squeaks she kind of sighs for a second and says i would not be reaching out to you guys if time was not of the essence a meteor from the polaris cluster is due to pass by earth in 48 hours this meteor codenamed starfall has a torino impact hazard scale of seven at this moment our top planetary defense scientists voice a sturdy 0% chance of this impact occurring. You may have seen this on the news. I would not trust this because we have received word that the Nova Space Initiative, who have been monitoring Starfall's course for almost a decade, has plans to interfere with its trajectory. We think that this trajectory, the new course, is going to land somewhere in northern Africa. And this rocket that they are planning on using to impact this meteor in chains is going to launch sometime in the next 24 hours. We don't know why this alteration is going to occur, but we suspect a European third party to be the source of the funding. Our lead investigators here at the Supernatural Crimes Investigation Agency have confirmed this leak to be credible, and I give you my word that this will happen Your team is authorized to use any means necessary to achieve the mission objective, including lethal force. However, collateral damage must be minimized to avoid unnecessary harm to civilians or innocent bystanders. This is Miranda Gray, and good luck. Starts to crackle for a second, and then comes back into focus, and you see her, like, standing and, like, kind of looking around the thing and says, Oh, um... You mercenary types, uh, you guys want money and all that. I get it. Um, I can't give you funding because it's going to look really bad on a paper trail. So, like, of course, this interaction didn't happen. I, I, I trust that. You know what I mean? If you don't get rid of this and, and, and leak it, you and everyone you ever know will die. Um, but what's in it for you is uh, we know that Nova has developed something they codenamed Floor. Um, Our intel says it's some kind of holographic scanning reconnaissance drone um, that they were using for some mining operation that's gone haywire. They have it packed in some lockup in the back of one of their rooms near Mission Control. Um, They're not using it now. They've locked it up. It's worth like probably $1.5 million. You know how government spending is. Um, You get in and stop the rocket or whatever or just get in and cause chaos and stop that thing from happening. Uh... That thing is yours. We won't stop that at all. And then it cuts out. As soon as it cuts out, Sandy grabs the USB. So as you get up and walk up to pull out this USB, you see it cut and then green and red lines fade from right to left and a big split happens in the middle. It looks like the TV's broken for a second. 
and then the image of a skull over top of an image of the earth just kind of pausing for a second uh sandy will straighten and watch what you see is the screen kind of fades a little bit and the entire screen is black as you can hear come over it and a very very obviously edited voice to kind of mask it it says sandman your mission directive has changed slightly you will take a cab to the location of the nova space initiative your cab driver will give you a chip we need you to plug this into the main computer in the data processing center you must not stop the rocket but put this in before the launch happens and then static and the tv goes off i'm just gonna say they got some shitty sound quality shit sounded like it was edited by my grandmother i think sandy stands there for a moment so what the fuck was going on with that last part of the video eh? we'll ignore that you just want me to ignore doing the opposite of what the first video told us to do kind of contradictive his shoulders slump for a second who's paying us more normally they make this worth it but in this case there would still be a space rock hitting the earth yeah and that's not so good especially if it happens to hit here or really anywhere around here kind of shock with it, it, it can fuck shit up he shrugs Look, Sammy, you've been nice and let me stay here for a bit. So, whatever you think we should do, I'll let it happen this one time. I don't want a rock crashing down on our planet. Yeah, I also just got this new part of the sofa. Don't want to lose that. Sandy looks at the clock where he wasted three hours of their prep time in a restaurant. And then uh, motions to join him outside as he heads towards the cab. Let's get fucking going. You call our guy. I'm going to assume you called our guy as I start walking down. Uh, oh, wait. Are we taking the back exit or are we taking the fire pole exit? I would say as you guys are talking about this, you hear a honk. And looking out your window on the second story where I assume your living room is, you see a cab sitting outside. Um, and it's about nighttime, of course. Um, All right. Sandy will just open the window and climb down. Oh yeah, you can do that now. Oh yeah, you guys want to talk about your upgrades? You guys had, a, you guys had upgrades from the last uh, mission and your roles. Sandy grabbed climber because I was already playing with it, and I would feel bad if I didn't take it. Plus, now you can do it without rolling. So, what did Spielberg take? My new trait is Heisen. Using your device, you can take on another form. This alternative form has a one additional trait. And one D6 HP reroll each time. If you reach zero HP while transformed, you're knocked out for a few minutes, revert to normal, and can't transform again. Until the next mission. Mystery device, wearable. Minus one to armor in normal form. And with that, I was able to select a statue-esque as my extra trait for my transformed form. You're made out of something hard. Stone, metal, gems, etc. Once per mission, you can reflect any projectile back at the attacker. If you're also wearing armor, decrease your reflexive score by 2. Tough exterior to armor doesn't count as equipped, plus 1 forceful. What does Spielberg's device look like? 
that allows you to transform, you know, fucking Bidden Tin-esque. My device is a belt with a big belt buckle that looks like a film reel. Oh, uh, that's cool. I like that. Okay. Yeah, so that, that thing sounds good because you can basically turn it on and then deflect projectiles and go crazy with one forceful to, like, your machine guns and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the sketchy part is if you lose 6 HP or whatever you roll, if you roll a 1 and you take 1 damage, being knocked out sounds scary. That's very high reward, high risk. Yeah. But because I you can also die. compound more shit on top of that. So I think that's good. Exactly. I like that. All right. So you guys go down the fire hatch and walk out into the supply closet. Um, and as you guys open it and kind of come out, what are you bringing with you? What is your weapon this time? Spielberg is taking his uh, gamer food bar. Salmon? Um, he's taking his uh, kunai. I guess the, does the cyanic grenade count as a weapon? Mm, I don't believe so. That is equipment that you can bring yeah it doesn't deal damage all right as you guys now step down the ladder come out of the supply closet as you can hear gerard in the kitchen like cleaning some dishes and whistling and humming a tune um as like a speaker is blasting uh some maroon five from like probably 150 years ago and all the lights are kind of dim doors shut and nobody is in here as you guys step out onto the onto the street and this cab is different than you're used to taking as it's a little bit more black with the yellow streaks instead of a yellow cab. And the, and the windows are very tinted. And you guys see the passenger window come down and you see Ben. And he says, well, he- hello. Um, hey, guys. Hey, friends. Uh, hey, Bendova. So you got yourself a new ride. I did. I did get. An, I I got a new ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this dude in a hoodie came up and gave me some keys and said, "Hey, uh, that's not your ride anymore. Ah, that's not your ride. Your ride's over there." I don't know. He he talks. You know, like kind of kind of funny. Um, but yeah, and I got I got this thing, and he told me to show up here and pick you guys up and drive you to. And he like flips over this uh, USB, and he says, "Uh, to a location." You see a sticky note on. It, and he says. This location on it. Can you believe him? He had USBs. I've never used one or saw one before. Uh, he said if I didn't take you guys, he would kill my mom. Is that normal? Where I'm from, yeah, it's pretty normal. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> hop on in, Sandy. What's going on, man? I, hey, I've been looking at the book a little bit more. I've been checking it out. I like to think that Spielberg doesn't get in the back, but gets in the passenger seat. And he just he fist bumps you <laughs> as you get in here. He says, I feel comfortable around you. You know that? I think I can really open up to you. <laughs> I think I think we have something. I think because Spielberg isn't looking, the camera just sees uh, Sandy in the back just violently signing the most obscene sentences that anyone has ever shown. Yeah, and you see Ben like look back and say, yeah, how are you? And he looks at him and he says, dude, you... I don't know if I feel comfortable with you hitting on my mom, man. Can we say that um, Sandman grabbed a, a laptop on the way out? Uh, sure. I think you could have a laptop. What do you have? What do you have on it? Um, nothing. He's going to reach and grab the USB, and slap it into the laptop and try to figure out what it does. 
So when you slap it into the laptop and uh, try to open the file, you see, you know, removable media pop up and you click the little folder um, and immediately sparks fly and the laptop shuts off. And he says, whoa, man, hey, oh, come on. Don't don't start a fire back here. I can turn on the heat for you. Right. <laughs> he takes the USB out, rolls down the side window and just tosses the laptop out. You keep the USB? Yeah, for now. All right, where are you, uh, where are you off to? Nah, it's, I got it. My mom's in the line. I'm not asking. They told me not to. I'm, I'm driving. He uh, hits it in the drive and uh, turns on the radio, and some, like, 90s blues start coming on. Why do you, why do you guys always travel at night, man? What do, you, what do you do for a living? You know what? I like to direct movies, and just at night, you can get some of the best shots. Oh, so that's what my boy Sandy's gotten into. Huh. Makes sense. I always caught you for a wild man. <laughs> yeah, he's the star oh, of our upcoming I'm... project. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to hear about it yet. It'll be a surprise. You let me know. Uh, whew, okay. And then he turns up the, the radio a little bit, maybe feeling awkward as he drives off. And for a little bit, you guys are driving for a good while. You guys are driving on a highway for probably about 45 minutes as he gets off at an exit and winds down. You can smell the smell of a river, kind of like an Everglade-esque thing coming off the Ohio. So it's kind of gross, kind of dirty. As they're driving for a little bit, Ben is, and the road turns to dirt as they're going down this very dark, unilluminated road through the middle of the woods, sometimes next to ponds, sometimes over ponds and rivers and streams. And you hear crickets and frogs and different wildlife kind of going outside. If you would roll down the windows because it is very black with this tint on the new taxi. So your guys' phones have a little chirp. And you guys get a text. And the number just has like a bunch of weird hash signatures on it. It's a bunch of like text and numbers for a phone number that's kind of weird. And when you pull it open, you guys see like a top-down satellite image of the map where you guys are now riding to very quickly at night. Sam, man, you got any ideas here? We'll probably have to head to the launch pad complex first, or maybe figure out where the rocket is being stored. Oh, yeah, you guys, um, they did want me to hand you this. Uh, and he like looks down and starts going through like a center compartment, still driving pretty fast while not looking at the road as he's like pulling out random pieces of crumpled up paper and receipts and stuff and throwing them to the side. And he pulls out a small piece of paper that seems to be a printed image and he hands this to you and you see a small kind of five person vessel boat floating on the water with some coordinates on the bottom of it. Hey, you know what? It might be a good idea if we try to go to that boat. Maybe just row, row, row our way on over there. Sandy nods. Hey, Ben. Uh-huh? Let's make a little detour. Head over that way as I point to the road that leads to the boat. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. I mean, Mother's Day uh, is in like eight months from now, and I don't want to fuck up this one. I don't want anything to happen to her. Hey, well, make sure your mom's okay. I can't promise that Sandman might not try to make a move, but we're going to make sure your mom's is okay. You know, I feel that everything you say makes things seem like they're going to be just all right. You know, that's fine. Yeah, 
uh, just tell me when. And uh, as you guys are coming up the road and you kind of point it out, he goes around the bend uh, and takes a very sharp offshoot onto a small, very dirt and mulchy gravel road coming through the woods. Um, and it, it's very wet as you can hear the splashing kind of happening and water and mud hitting the, the side of this cab as he shouts out, I'm going to have to get another car wash, man. This is, this is some off-road mudding, as my dad would have said if he was still here. Uh, and he drives for a little bit, and uh, you guys can hear like the wind kind of picking up as you guys kind of get to a dock where you see the road stop, go down a little bit, and a three-foot wide and then ten feet out into the water dock goes out with no lighting at all, only the moonlight kind of shining over the woods into this little clearing by the river. And you guys see a small Arhib on the side of it with a motor sitting tied up against the dock. Sandy will take 500 bucks out and uh, throw it to Ben and get out of the car. Hey, thanks for the rap, Bendova. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you guys, uh, yeah, uh, stay dry and warm. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much, sirs. Uh, yeah. And Sandy signs for the wash. After. Yeah, I already had dinner, but I mean, my wife's probably hungry. So like this, this is good tip money. Uh, we're like a month behind on electricity. This will help cover it. Thank you so much. Sandy flips him off. Oh, hey kid. Yeah. What he was trying to say was that's for the wash. Oh, and the down payment on your mom's services. Oh, 